Well, hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We have a great episode today for you that is a first. We've got four coaches from our team who will be taking over in just a moment, bringing you some of the most insightful observations from our coaching leadership team that we've ever put on one podcast episode. It's a chance for you to meet the people behind the coaching program that we brag so much about around here. Now, if this happens to be your first episode, let me fill you in a little bit. Maybe you've only heard a few episodes. You need to know a few things. We've been coaching in e-commerce and specifically on Amazon coming up for 19 years now. We've coached, excuse me, coming up on 20 years. We've coached nearly 10,000 people. The coaching organization that we've grown has about 60 coaches at this point, and those coaches are broken up into teams. Two of the coaching leadership teams are Larry and Sue Pruitt and Brian and Robin Olson. They coach coaching teams, and they also take on students themselves. Well, that's who's going to be taking over in a moment. You're going to see four faces on the screen. Larry and Sue, great married couple, been with us for a very long time. They'll tell a bit of their background. And then Brian and Robin, who, if you've listened to several episodes lately, you've heard them guest host a good number of episodes. But they just banter back and forth, talk about some of the challenges. I love how transparent they are. We never want to paint the business opportunities that we teach around here as being something so simple that anyone can do it. No, it's not. It's blood, work, tears, sweat, sacrifice, risk, and in many, many cases, triumphs. That's what we love to bring you on this podcast is those success story interviews. So if this is your first episode, listen to 15, 20, 30 more episodes. You're going to hear most of our episodes are very invigorating, encouraging interviews with the successful students from our program. But today it's a little different. We're talking to our coaches. They're being very transparent. What are the challenges that they see when they coach our students? What are some of the common pitfalls? What can someone expect if they sign up for coaching? So at the end of this episode, I think one of the questions you might have answered is, is coaching right for me? Do I want to connect with these guys and maybe get into their coaching program? If so, or if you just want to talk to someone about it, it's a very low pressure conversation. There's nothing high pressure or twisting your arm about it. We want you to take your time and make a great decision. We want to leave you better than we found you. But how about having a conversation with one of the consultants on our team who can talk to you about the realities of the business models that we teach around here, the e-commerce and Amazon seller training systems that we have, as well as if it's a good fit for you or not. We don't want any students. It's not a good fit. We want you coming in with a very realistic idea of what it looks like to build a real business online. And of all the things that you could focus on, from our experience, having coached a whole bunch of students successfully, starting out with Amazon replans is a good fit for the vast majority of our students, which is why our guest hosts today spend so much time talking about that specific business model. If you want more information on our coaching program, you can go over to silentgym.com. There's a link to our coaching fill out a form, set up an appointment, have a conversation with someone on our team, make it a Zoom call so you can see, get to know them a little bit. We're so proud of the team that we've grown there and their ability to communicate what it is we have to offer and make sure that we only allow in people that it's a perfect fit for. One last announcement before I turn this over to our great leaders. Are you coming to the Proven Conference in July? July 6th through 8th in Columbus, Ohio. That's 2023 here in just a couple months. We'd love to see you there with hundreds of other listeners to this podcast, along with dozens of coaching leaders from our team and the most successful students in our community. Hundreds of us are going to gather for three days 
over 40 breakout sessions with great topics. You can read more about it, make a good decision about attending by visiting the website. Are you ready? Three words. This is the website, theprovenconference.com. Get over there, grab your tickets, beautiful hotel at a tremendous negotiated discount rate. You do not want to miss this event. If you enjoy this podcast at all, you will absolutely love the live event, even if you're brand new to e-commerce and selling online, or if you've got a six-figure business, either way, you're going to be very glad you attended this event. It's our 11th time doing this, and we're so proud that it's the longest-running e-commerce Amazon seller event in the Amazon seller universe. That's pretty cool. Well, let's turn it over to our guest host today. Enjoy this conversation, and thanks for being the best part of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Take it away, team. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is a special edition of Coach's Corner. Today, we're joined by, excuse me, Larry and Sue Pruitt. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thank you so much for having us on. We're really honored that you invited us. We're looking forward to this tonight. Great. Well, uh, we were chatting a little bit before we hit the record button here. and, And I just want to take a minute to express how happy and privileged we are to have you on the show. Since this idea was kind of born from us, we were like, we got to have Larry and Sue on. And so I think we've kind of felt like we wanted to get our groove first so that we weren't uh, total noobs here, but... uh, We still goofball. So yeah, yeah. goofball, we can't help. Um, (laughs) But we have done this a few times now, so uh, hopefully it'll flow. Sure. Yeah, you guys are fantastic. I love watching your chemistry on camera. <laughs> oh, that's kind. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, I gave you kind of a, a lead-in for what we thought would be a good topic. And just kismet, it coincides with what you uh, you guys spoke about at the conference last year, which is traits of your successful coaching clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we've had the privilege of being coaches for, what, five? I think we're at five and a half years five, now. Oh, my wow. Gosh. That's great. Just seems crazy. And and, you know, some of these stories we tell over and over again. So hopefully people haven't heard, you know, too many of these too many times. But, you know, whenever we first were, when Nathan Bailey approached us about being coaches, whenever he walked away, Sue said, I think he's got us confused with somebody else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all along yeah. with all of this. But, but yeah, it's been an honor to be a coach. And um, We've had, I guess, hundreds of students over the years now between reactive and proactive. And Mm -hmm. so we've definitely seen both the negative and the positive. We've seen the successful and the unsuccessful. And I think sometimes it's been helpful to kind of compare and contrast those Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know, just one of the things that pops into my head at the very, very beginning is that some of the unsuccessful students don't utilize their coaching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It blows me away a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes they either just come for a session or two or don't necessarily want to hear what we have to tell them sometimes, you know, that type of thing. But, and then, you know, the flip side to that is the students who utilize their coaching sessions well, and Mm -hmm. they come to the session expecting to get guidance, looking for the guidance that they need usually by the time we're in the second half of sessions, they're coming with lists of questions. Mm -hmm. And and that is really fun because Mm -hmm. we know that they're active at that point and they're looking for more information. And honestly, by then, usually Larry is pretty much doing all of the coaching of our students. So so that's one of the things that we see. 
I was to say we see the same thing, and we I, we try to at least I do, and I'm I'm sure Robin does too. Is like let them know you've got a coaching team here, right? Right. You've got your primary. What there's some verbiage that may not be uh, common knowledge to everybody, but you get a proactive coach who's you know teaching you the main concepts, and then you get a reactive coach. And if you come into it as a couple, and you're also working with a couple and a reactive coach, you've got a great mastermind sort of built in. Not that Mm -hmm. any of you or all of you will be on a call or on the phone at the same time, um, but as the coaching clients, you've got a lot of people that you can actually mind meld with and come up with some great ideas. Right. It's like a little mini mastermind. It is. All all based... Oh, sorry, just a little mini mastermind all based on the, the success of the coaching client. So I think that's great. Excuse me. Yeah, that's totally it. We're totally focused on giving the student what they need so that they can grow their business. And the other aspect of that is that as a team, you know, all of Jim's coaches are, we're involved in our own kind of, you know, almost mastermindy group on Facebook. And mm-hmm. so if we have a question come up for a client that we are unsure what the right path is, we have all of the coaches that we can go to with that question and we can get really good counsel from many different perspectives. And so I always tell our students, ask any question. And if I don't know the answer, I know I can find it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the big benefits of being on this team. Yeah, I think that's very helpful. And I, I've used that myself many times. And um, just having people that you can reach out to either privately because you you know them or in the group that we have that we can all communicate with each other. So that's that's really helpful. I also think that we've noticed that couples do really well in coaching a lot of times. I don't know if that's because they have each other to kind of have that accountability with each other. They're expecting, you know, you said you do this and I said I do this and I expect you to do your part. Sometimes we see it like that, but I don't know if you guys have had the same experience. We we do see couples doing really well in coaching a lot of times. Yeah, that's a really great observation. I don't know that I had really thought about that before, but, you know, teaming up on things is a really great approach. And that doesn't mean that somebody who's doing it solo can't do it, obviously. No, not at all. But that would kind of speak to like if somebody is trying to do it all on their own without any help, that's a not a successful approach. Right. <laughs> exactly. approach. So if you are doing this on your own, mm-hmm. if a student is doing that on their own, you know, we would really encourage them to get a support system in place, either a mastermind or just somebody you can bounce ideas off of and such, mm-hmm. because it, it really is incredible. Like, for example, in our situation, it's incredible how many dumb ideas I have. <laughs> and it's and say, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <Focused. laughs> you never have dumb ideas. I, I no, never no. do. Brian never has this. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally she doesn't say it's a dumb idea. She just says, yeah, maybe we'll do that someday. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> This and this is more about us as business owners. But when we came into this, I had no business mind whatsoever. Mm. I didn't mm. have Larry had the business degree, he had the experience, all of that. And so there were a lot of times that we were discussing, you know, how do we move forward in the business from here? And I would come up with an idea that what you know, maybe a business 
minded person wouldn't come up with, mm-hmm. but something worked. <laughs> so. well, sometimes that can be super valuable because yeah. we get so ingrained, especially when, you know, we, Brian and I both have had careers in business for years and years, you know, we've been around for mm-hmm. a little while <laughs> and we have had this conversation before where sometimes what we know about business in the situations we've been in has really gotten in our way as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. because when you take those rules away, then we get a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very valuable sometimes to have somebody who is not stuck in those rules to help out with coming up with ideas outside the box. And just to be totally honest, like, you know, whenever I was in school, which has been a few years ago as well. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everything has changed. I mean, yes. that's the rules. You kind of just throw those rules out the window. And and that's where, as coaches, we can really help our clients because mm-hmm. now we kind of know like the new rules, so to speak, and how to how to deal with Amazon and just all the headaches that they can give us and everything. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it was just just good old fashioned common sense that Sue would bring to the table. And so even again, so somebody who's doing the solo whether their spouse is just, you know, not involved, but hopefully they're supportive, mm-hmm. uh, they're not married or something like that. Just to have somebody that can bounce ideas off of, they may be able to bring a really good perspective to that as well. So none of us should be doing this alone. It's kind of the, the bottom line. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. People, there are different ways to have support systems. There are different places to plug in, in our community here. And, and we always encourage that as well. But yeah, we should all have somebody that we're bouncing ideas off of. And I think that helps us be successful. Absolutely. We we talked about, uh, I remember in our first pot, we were guests on the podcast when I was telling Jim the story about how when Robin came to join me in the business, it was not just now now it's me plus uh, Robin and that equals two. It was really more like one plus you know, one is, I think I said a hundred or something like that, but the synergies that you get just by having two people involved, two different perspectives, two different experience levels. It's so challenging as it is to keep track of every little thing in Amazon. And when you can divide and conquer, you can really, uh, it's super valuable. You know, and we've seen that with father, daughter, friends, Uh business partners. Mm -hmm. We've seen that in several different ways uh, through our coaching clients as well. I'm sure you guys have seen way more than we have. Yeah, we've definitely seen it. I mean, we do the same thing even with our coaching. You know, Mm -hmm. we have our areas of expertise. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do that too. Always Sue will start off with a student and she's just really good at kind of getting their expectations set properly, which Mm -hmm. that's another thing we could talk about here in a minute is Mm -hmm. expectations of successful students. And so she really helps to get the basis, mm-hmm. I would say, really mm-hmm. is kind of what you do. Yeah. And then I go more into the technical, right. like how to find replan type stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We talk okay. about mindset and those types of things. And then the other thing that I didn't know that I would be good at this, but one of the things that I really kind of enjoy is a challenge of a student who might be struggling with their mindset. And sometimes I have, you know, I, I say sometimes I'll have a come to Jesus talk with them. Like, okay, you know, you're thinking this way, but in order to find success, you're going to need to start thinking this way. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been able to really help quite a few students really kind of, you know, turn some of those things around and 
because they were open to it. That's part yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they could kind of reset themselves and then they knew how to tackle. Okay, now here's how I need to go apply what Larry has taught me. And so that's yeah. kind of the way that we team up on, on coaching. That's great. Yeah, we do kind of a little bit of tag team as well. There are certain things that I do in, in our business and that Brian does in his business. And that's the our different business. things. That, I mean, in our business, yes. <laughs> it's all our, our business, yeah. <laughs> yeah. mostly my business, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we tag team, you know, oh, you want to talk about that next? And I want you to make an appointment with Brian because he's going to be really good at, you know, walking you through that. And then, you know, we kind of go back and forth on a couple of items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that works really well for us to be a couple. So as far as when you get a new coaching client in is there any sort of indicators like in that first session or two that make that make you think this person's going to shortcut it like you know take off like a rocket or this person i might need to spend a little bit of extra time with them to like you were saying a minute ago sue kind of change their mindset on things but are do you get any early indicators about that you know there are a few things that can one attitude that i sometimes see and this isn't very common but sometimes what I see in a student is they kind of have this mindset coming in like, okay, I paid my money, turn on the secrets. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. it's going to buy osmosis, just get to me and I'm going to, you know, rock it to the top. And mm-hmm. so that kind of tells me what kind of work I need to do in that first session. A lot of times is, mm-hmm. is explain that there's, you're still going to go through a process but it is going to be quicker for you because you've got the guidance of people who have gone before. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to go through it, but it will be quicker, but it just probably won't be overnight. You know, <laughs> now we've had some students who have come in and they're just like, you know, feed me all the knowledge and the information. And they're, you know, taking notes isn't a requirement, but a lot of them are, you know, they're taking notes and, mm-hmm. and maybe they're watching our sessions and they're, they're sending emails between sessions. Okay, I'm doing this. Am I doing this right? Or, you know, at the beginning, how do these items look? You know, do these look like these would be good ones? And then Larry's really good at just walking through and saying, here's why I would test this or here's why I wouldn't test this. And Mm -hmm. they're not just getting a yes or no from him. They're getting how do you analyze from him? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the ones who really take to that they tend to to take off a little quicker. So, you know, another thing that that we've seen, like if we have a session, we come back in a couple of weeks and, and then they start giving me all the reasons why they didn't do, (laughs) you know, and I understand life is really busy. We all deal with that and everything. Absolutely. Um, But some people do just become kind of excuse machines. (laughs) And so, you know, we, we try to challenge them on that. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, did you know that your kids had a lot of activities this, you know, the last couple of weeks? Did you know that was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, if so, he's kind of plan that you need to work with it and such. And so, you know, we all do have excuses and there are, mm-hmm. there are sometimes there are just really good circum, you know, good reasons mm-hmm. why you can't things. So on one hand, sometimes we'll have a student who will go ahead and schedule the session and, and that, you know, they just didn't do anything. So that's not going to lead to success. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've also had people who have tried to cancel a session saying, I've been working like crazy and nothing is working. Mm. And I'm like, there's ever a time we need to have a session. Yep. Now is the time we need to have a session. I absolutely agree, Larry. Work. That is a huge, huge thing that we see as well. 
If you feel like canceling, that's probably exactly when you should not mm. cancel. Sorry to interrupt, yes. but we see that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly right. And so the the regular sessions. So if somebody's scheduling regular sessions, you know, mm-hmm. we normally have students who get eight, 10, 12 sessions, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we we try to get those completed within a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, or if we're kind of dragging those out and and then all of a sudden it seems like the student has gone through the witness protection program. Like we can't find <laughs> anybody It's like, where are you? You know, um, that's, that's obviously a problem. So the successful people schedule regularly and they've mm-hmm. done their homework. And even if they're struggling, they come and they just, you know, they tell me their problems. And then we, we work our way through those things because we all struggle at times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And that's what, you know, as coaches, there's a couple of ways that uh, we we can approach it, right? We can we can talk about the mechanics of how to do things, and for some people, that is often enough. Like they've already got the mind right, they've got the motivation. They just need to know how, and that information is freely available in our community in most cases. But we can help, you know, bring that learning curve down a little bit or a lot bit, depending on uh, you know the situation. And I totally lost where I was going with that. I don't know. But what I was going to add to that, wherever you were going, uh, if that's all right. Yeah, go. (laughs) Was that, no, I'm going to forget. (laughs) (laughs) What we try to do when we meet a client and in the beginning they have their goals and but they really don't know what's possible. Mm-hmm. So we got to kind of get into it a little bit before they kind of form their goals over time. And it takes, you know, two or three weeks before they realize what's possible. But we always want to, and I know all of the coaches, all in Jim Cockrum coaching, all think the same way. We are there to help you meet your goals, not for you to fit into some kind of box. And when you get that, information generally, like you were talking about it, all the information is out there, Mm -hmm. but it's out there for the mainstream receiver of that information. When you have a coach, you've got somebody who knows exactly what your life looks like, what your challenges are, what you're trying to accomplish. And we can kind of help you make a plan around that. I remember my point now. I got it. Okay. It goes back to what Sue was talking about. There's the mechanics and then there's the challenges, right? That Larry was talking about. Okay. I ran into all these roadblocks this week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those roadblocks, usually those roadblocks are not technical. They're in how we are approaching the problem mentally. And so what you're talking about, Sue, is spot on. And it's, you got to do some of both sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a lot on the, on the mindset. Sometimes it's a lot on the mechanics. Usually I find it's a little bit of both. But the, what Robin said is true. It's tailored to to the coaching client, whatever it is that they need. Not here's the program that you're going to get for the next, you know, twelve sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like that at all. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Just, just kind of an example of that. Um, whenever, because it is fairly common for us to say, for us to hear from our clients that they're having a hard time finding replens at the beginning mm-hmm. because it is hard in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard in the beginning. Yeah. Sometimes it's still hard now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one of the first questions I've started asking our clients now is, okay, how, how much time are you sourcing? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it'll be 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there. The kids are interrupting and such. So, so then it's immediately kind of like what you're saying, Brian, one of the more technical thing about, okay, you need to set aside a block of time, mm-hmm. and maybe three hours, you know, <laughs> like yep. maybe something significant like that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I ask him is, what time of day are you doing it? 
Well, yes. between 11 and midnight. Mm-hmm. And you're probably exhausted. And you're mm-hmm. not going to do anything well right now. Mm-hmm. So can you carve out a time of the day that you're just fresh? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's just a simple little scheduling thing. And we've got a, some scheduling tools that we send them to help mm-hmm. them to where they mm-hmm. kind of prioritize their, their week mm-hmm. and to give priority time to the more, some, most important tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead, Sue. I say it's super important that you, you know, it's been 10 years since we started selling seriously on Amazon, but we still remember those early days so clearly. And I've said it before, you know, the, the path that we walked through was I remember standing in big lots. It was probably the third or fourth time I was there. And I had been, you know, scanning at that time, all we knew to do was scan barcodes. And mm-hmm. so scan, scanning barcodes for, you know, the hour or two that I had to be there. And I literally, one day I just threw up my hands. I was standing in the middle. I just threw up my hands. And I said, somebody is not telling me the secret. What is the secret? <laughs> yeah. You can't yes. find anything. And then, mm-hmm. but I just, the key there is to persevere. And walking through yeah. that, and and that's one of the things that we can do as coaches is we can kind of be the cheerleader. Like you can yeah. do this, you just have to persevere a little bit longer, and and it's going to click for you. And that's what I found was the secret was to keep doing it, so that I developed my scouting muscle, so that I started to recognize what would work. And so that's the type of thing that we can do for students is is to just let them know, yes, you're going to have hard times. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you. You just mm-hmm. can't yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Like the secret is perseverance. That's yeah. that's what it is. And that's the secret. It's the biggest because I feel like the biggest hurdle that you face in this business is when you first start out. That's the that's the biggest wall that you have to climb. The biggest mountain that you have to climb. Whatever it is, is when you're first starting out making that. Uh, and if you can. If you can get over that first hurdle, which is really just not quitting, failure is not an option, persevering through, you know, life getting in the way and you struggle with the process and you don't feel successful. If you can weather that storm, then you're generally going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't mean there's not a lot of work to do still, but yeah. you can see it. Mm-hmm. If you can get to the point where you can see it, mm-hmm. then generally, you know, we have a lot, lot, lot better success. Yeah. You guys agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's a little bit unfortunate that the biggest hurdle is the first hurdle you come up to. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and in some ways, that's a good thing, though, because all of our quote-unquote competition is going to give up. And so Mm -hmm. those of us in our community, as we're encouraging one another to not give up, Mm -hmm. are going to be way ahead. But if it was easy, everybody do it. So Exactly right. Right. And and I, I say, I do say to clients, all the time. I know it looks discouraged. I know you're discouraged right now. And I know that you you can't quite see it yet. But if you'll just lift up your head and look around in this community, there are hundreds of us who are making a full-time living doing this and living very well doing this. It is possible and people are still succeeding every day. Yeah. You know, we do hear from people also who get kind of get discouraged by the success stories. Mm-hmm. They do, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's um, it's because you're listening to an hour long podcast of somebody who's got great success, and the first forty five minutes they're talking about the struggles and the challenges and everything, and the last fifteen minutes they're saying like, 
man, you know, now it's kind of a breeze and I've got a team built and everything. And people just want to jump straight to that, yeah. that mm-hmm. success level. And they kind of forget about all those challenges mm-hmm. at the beginning. So and I think you're better served if you had some challenges that you overcame in the beginning. And as opposed to if it was super easy, then you'd face the challenge later and maybe not be able to recover from it. But in the beginning, you, you know, I think you gain a lot of confidence by persevering. And once you get over that hump, yeah, then you feel like, okay, I got this. And you can pretty much handle whatever comes your way. And, and, and it's empowering too, to Absolutely. overcome those struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Build confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like what you mentioned earlier, Brian, about like developing that mindset, like we can't fail. We have to do this. You know, this is good. Yeah. We're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. Getting over those first early, really hard hurdles gives you the confidence to face the later ones, even though they're going to be very different. You know, we've talked a couple of times about we've had a couple of really challenging years throughout our time when, you know, the only reason we stayed in it was because we had developed that perseverance muscle and mm-hmm. we knew that we could, we knew if we just work really hard, we can get past this particular hurdle, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And also we learned the lessons from those things. I think that's another yeah. thing that people need to do is you need to learn a lesson from the challenges that you face. We talked, we've talked a lot about in 2018 with the health issues that Larry had. And then that really hurt our business. And we recognized the reason it hurt our business so badly was because we didn't have a team and we didn't have people who could pick up the slack when Larry couldn't be in there doing what he needed to do, what he normally did. Mm -hmm. We started building a team so that the Mm -hmm. next time we faced a big hurdle like that, we had a team going and the business didn't suffer because of that. So recognizing what is the lesson to learn from this and taking action on that lesson, I think is super key as well. Hey, we'll get back to today's episode in just a moment, but I want to tell you about the sponsor that we have today. It is another podcast. It's the eBay for Business podcast. If you didn't know, I started my e-commerce career over 20 years ago selling on eBay. I love eBay. To this day, we still use eBay a lot every week. It's one of the multiple income streams that my business enjoys. If you'd like to learn more about eBay, get started, or just grow your eBay business, I can't recommend any other podcast higher for that topic than the eBay for Business podcast. It's the premier podcast for eBay sellers in e-commerce. You're going to hear interviews with executives from eBay headquarters, from other sellers who are building successful businesses, tips on finding inventory, on taxes, on all the things that go into building a successful eBay business. That's the eBay for Business podcast. You'll find links in the show notes today as well on a couple of popular platforms or just search for eBay for Business on your favorite podcast app. Let's get back to the show. So that the mm. next time we faced a big hurdle like that, we had a team going and the business didn't suffer yeah. because of that. So recognizing what is the lesson to learn from this and taking action on that lesson, I think is super key as well. Totally agree. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you a loaded question here. Yeah. Is is one of the traits of your successful coaching clients that they have a lot of available capital? No, not necessarily. I don't think so. That, I mean, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Oh. We've had a few, but I mean, most of them are pretty... I got to be honest. Would be kind of I don't want to say that's a negative, but mm-hmm. it can be a negative at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It can you, be. Some people will kind of just say, 
I'm just going to throw some money at everything here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I've have had some situations where some people, some students have struggled because you still got to you still got to start by buying three units of something yeah. at five dollars each. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to buy a pallet. I was like, no, don't buy a pallet yet. So <laughs> so I definitely we we didn't start with much, and mm-hmm. and we've we had. I'd say most of our successful students have not started with much. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. I agree. I think there's a, there's a point where desperation, where you need it right now, that's not going to work really, really right. well. But the right. amount of money is really not the biggest, the biggest issue mm-hmm. of getting started mm-hmm. in, in what we've seen. Yep. Agreed. So I, it was a loaded question. I, I, I knew that was going to be the answer, but um, I think <laughs> you pass. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people think like, well, I, I need to have 10 or 15 or $20,000 to start this business. And that's just not the case, right? You, right. Can, you can start small and grow the business. We just, before we were uh, getting on with you, we were in another coaching session with a, a coaching client who is like, we just, they've got every, almost everything down, just a few tweaks to the business and they're going to just be flying. Mm-hmm. And they don't have thousands and thousands of dollars in the bank, but they've got a, a great system. They've got the knowledge and they got the perseverance. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It still comes down to the same basics. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. It you does. Good decisions. And you're, you're still going to, even though you read the keep a chart, you do everything. There's still some of them are going to, something's going to fail with that. Yeah. Listen, you have whatever. to, still have to test and nothing, anything can happen to any ASIN. So you got to get okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the things that I try to really stress to clients is that all the tools that we use are great tools mm-hmm. and they give us a lot of information. And that information allows us to make the very best educated guess that we can make. It's still mm-hmm. a guess, but it's mm-hmm. a good educated guess. Mm-hmm. But because it is a guess, sometimes it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to. And I always say, use all the tools Mm -hmm. and get all the information that you need, make your purchase and send it in. And then the only numbers you care about are yours. It doesn't matter if a hundred of them sell every month, how many do you sell? Mm -hmm. And then that tells you what, whether or not that's a good product for you. That that is profound. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the thing that it makes the difference. Play your own game, mm-hmm. do what you plan to do, and it'll work out or it won't work out, but it'll be your plan. Yeah. Don't let other people decide what's going to happen to you. Right. It's actually, very good. it's actually a lot of fun to go back and look at the keep it charts on the list. Yes. Going on. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, hmm, about <laughs> even buy it today. We're looking at that keep it chart. Like, Many uh, times when we have clients that come to us, they have, they have all this old, inventory that they they can't get it to move for you know whatever they were doing before they come to us and we look at that and say okay well would this be something that you would buy now that you know what we've talked about here and we'll know all right well let's let's move that along and let's go and start making these kinds of decisions and doing work in this plan well sue just is always dropping these gems and not excluding you larry at all but i one (laughs) of the i love i love also larry yeah But I love that you say like, you know, it is yours. It doesn't matter whatever else happens on the ASIN. Uh, that's I'm adding that to my uh, talk track. Yeah. But I, I, I got to let you in. It's probably not a secret. I hope it's not. But I use something else that uh, from I heard you say a while back that is in my talk track a lot, which is if we're going to be good at this business, we have to be good at identifying what doesn't work more mm-hmm. so than identifying what does work. Because we have to look at hundreds and hundreds, thousands of ASINs to find the ones that are going to be good. 
And the longer we spend on the ones that don't, that aren't going to work for us, that's just wasted time. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure you've heard me say it at the beginning. I would get like emotionally attached to something. And like, <laughs> oh, this is the coolest thing ever. It's going to be so much fun to sell. And then if I couldn't sell it, I was like mad for like five minutes. It's like, right. <laughs> Oh, like, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. It feels no, like they no. took it away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're to the point like where I'm, if I'm doing RA and I'm checking out and the cashier's like, look at saying something, what is this? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to what the product mm-hmm. is. I just looked at the graph and yeah. <laughs> it's going to sell. So <laughs> that's right. I don't know what this is, but I know what the keep a chart looks like. Yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> So um, are there, would you say, are there any, I asked about leading indicators before, but any parts of the conversation when you're doing that sort of initial call or two with a, with a client that you go, oh yeah, these, this person, this couple, whatever, they're going to, they're going to nail this. Yeah. You know, it, it really is the whole idea. They show up to work and they listen. I think that's a huge key is that, you know, I walk through a lot of intro stuff with those students in the first session or two. And I talk about, you know, what, what coaching is going to look like. And I start talking uh, some of the basics of, you know, scouting and how, you know, how you should organize yourself and, and that type of thing. And the students who take all that in and ask clarifying questions about that and, you know, kind of want to get a handle on what I mean when I say things, those are the ones that are probably going to take off. Mm-hmm. The ones who want to challenge what I'm telling them and say, oh, I don't think that's going to work for me, or I don't see how that could work, or, you know, those types of things. Those are the students that I'll kind of, you know, give Larry a little heads up, like they're going to need a little bit more direct talk like, this is what's going to work, you know? And then he knows if they start to have trouble, he -hmm. can, you know, ask them, he'll be listening for those, those key things. Like, are they, you know, not convinced that what they're seeing in the charts is true? Are they not convinced that, you know, I should be able to do this in 15 minutes a day and, Mm -hmm. you know, jump to 30,000 a month in sales, you know, and all that kind of thing. That's not been our experience. And I don't think we've ever had a student that that was their experience. So I try to lay that mm-hmm. aside as quickly as possible. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the types of things that I hear that kind of let me know what trajectory they're on. We can change that, but they might mm-hmm. come in on a certain trajectory that we have to change. Mm-hmm. Well, what you know, else? What else can you share that you said you had done this at the Proven Conference last year? What what else are good tips that we can yeah. talk well, about? I definitely, I definitely think we touched on a little bit earlier about using the entire coaching team mm-hmm. that a client has access to. So when we started coaching, we did almost all reactive coaching. So it's that's kind of like a an assistant coach. So mm-hmm. in between the main sessions. Uh, that's the coach that kind of answers emails and things like that. And and I literally think that we were assigned to a couple hundred students at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's ridiculous. How could we have done that? And it's because the large majority of them didn't utilize it. Mm-hmm. It just makes me sad, you know, yes. but, but of the ones who did, like, for example, there was one student that I would get multiple emails per day from him asking questions, mm-hmm. really good, intelligent, pointed questions. 
And I even kind of had to say, like, can you consolidate these for me, please? <laughs> uh, be, yeah. Because it'd be like, there'd be five emails and we always joked about it. My goal was to respond to all five of them before he had had a follow-up <laughs> question to the first one. <laughs> so I started saying, let's consolidate those. But I knew this guy was going to be very successful because he was working it and he would think of questions and he would just ask. It's like, that's mm-hmm. what we're there for. And so, you know, I think some people are a little bit timid at this. They're just like, oh, I don't want to bother you. Yeah. Like, you don't understand, like, we're doing this because we love to teach. We love to. Yes. And, um, and you hired us. And I mean, hired, that's, what, yeah. that's what the deal was when you right. hired us, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes people feel like, okay, I paid this money for coaching. You, uh, you know, I hired people. And then they don't want to ask what might be perceived as a dumb question. Because, wow. you know, like, well, you know, I... But really, you're spot on, Larry. Like the whole point, I think, of this is number one: there are no dumb questions, and number two, this is a whole space that you don't know anything about or you know very little about, and so you want to get the lay of the land. You got to, in order to do that, you have to ask a lot of questions and get as much experience as you can, and that only happens by doing. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things to say to students who kind of indicate, I know this might be a dumb question or whatever. I always say, look. None of us were born knowing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We all had to learn it. So you're just, you have to learn it and you're mm-hmm. going to learn it by asking the question. So ask away. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked last week or the week before about when a coaching client gets to a particular point in the business, there there are some risk factors. And I'm, I'm curious about what where you see those risk factors might be along the coaching journey or the, the even the Amazon seller journey kind of the cautionaries where people might fall down. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we talked about giving up, you know, Mm -hmm. that that's a number one is that people can very quickly give up. The other thing is, you know, the the whole issue with account health on Mm -hmm. Amazon. Yeah. And that is a real challenge because Amazon has actually improved a lot over the years for anybody who started in the last couple of years. It's a lot better than it used to be. We used to sit there, they had that you know, that little red flag thing would pop up. Yep. You know? yeah. And you didn't know why it popped up and you were just like panicked, like what just happened? You're in trouble. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, you know, I really stressed about that and I would be checking that. And so, and that's a negative, like you shouldn't just constantly be in fear that Amazon's going to shut you down. They really have helped us with the account health score and you can monitor it and you can respond to things now. And there's actually an account health team that you can call. And, and then there's amazing resources like Scott Margolius and Jeff Schick out there who can, who can you know, help to alleviate a lot of the concerns with, with that type of stuff. But then the, the other side of things, other than like worrying about it all the time, is people who totally ignore it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never check their performance notifications or their account health screen. So you want to find a nice, happy medium there. But that's that's one of the biggest uh, risks that we've seen is sometimes we'll have our students share their screen and just kind of g- give a little tour of Seller Central. And and I'll say, here's why I check every time, every day, multiple yes. times a day, <laughs> because I'm still a little anal about that. But you know, we do too. We have, a, we have a checklist that we go through every day and we share that with our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you'll see the I forget one student, it was something like 44, you know, suspected IP things or whatever. I'm like, um, uh, that was scary. <laughs> I was just like, I guess it depends on volume. <laughs> wow. So yeah, you know, just, just, that's one of the, you know, the, the big, um, what are we like the two 
gutters. You don't want to yes. fall on either one. You want to stay down down the yes. center cell there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well put. Well said. Yeah. So just take care of account health. Stay on top of it. Again, talk to your coach about that. We've probably dealt with every account health problem out there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so we can at least give resources to the clients yeah. if they need it. But mm-hmm. so don't ignore it, but don't stress too awful much about it. And and sometimes I've I've been guilty of this of passing up really good opportunities to buy, you know, to buy and sell product for fear of account health issues. Mm-hmm. And there's ways of going about it to protect yourself as well. So mm-hmm. I mean that's one risk thing. Yeah. Um, um, I guess I don't know if this is along the same lines as what you just asked about, but the students who, you know, this was one thing that Larry really addressed last year, who see their coaching sessions as gold nuggets. And Mm. sometimes some students think I got to hold on to these gold nuggets in case I need them later. Mm -hmm. And other students say, I need to invest these gold nuggets so that I can get more gold later. Mm -hmm. And the students who invest and do the sessions and, and take the action, they reap the benefits you know, there's a story in scripture of somebody who hides the the gold. Well, it doesn't multiply. It doesn't grow at all. The one who invests it grows it. And so as a student, you really need to to make sure that you're investing the time after your monetary investment. You need to invest your time and skill into making that pay off. And it will if you do. So also well said. Great point. And (laughs) and one of the indicators for me, and I think Robin would agree, is when uh, when we're seeing like sessions get scheduled, like four or five sessions in the first two months. Mm -hmm. And that's not an, like, that's not how you should do it. I'm just saying like, when I see that happening, where uh, we're back to back for three or four weeks, that's when I know I get a really good feeling like they're really taking off as opposed to, because it's the momentum, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have the, if you don't get some momentum, it's like, you're starting over every single time that you have, okay, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get a shipment out last week. I got to start again. And that's, it's really tough to, to really get going uh, when that happens. Yeah. We will see people that will, it's, it's like the, the picture of you're pushing a big rock up a hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so getting that thing going is really hard, but then we'll see students that will kind of do something and they're like, okay, now I'm going to sit there and wait and watch my seller central until it sells. <laughs> We call that hatching eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep the momentum going on that rock so the rock just slid right back down on you. Right. Yes, exactly right. We kind of talk about that momentum or the snowball effect of, you know, if you're like Jimmy Smith, he talks about 30 replants in 30 days. So Mm -hmm. start off with just trying to find one a day to test. Mm -hmm. And if you do three units, so you've got 20, you know, seven days, three units, you've got 21 units you're shipping in that first week. Mm-hmm. The second week is going to be another 21 units because it's seven more. Yeah. By the third week, maybe one or two of those replens sold. And mm-hmm. so now you get 21 new ones, plus you're replenishing one or two of those. And you can just start seeing the momentum. You get into week mm-hmm. four, five, six, and now your shipments are, you know, 40, 50, 60 units, you know, mm-hmm. and yes. your shipping costs go down per unit and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You start seeing some success there. Yeah. 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 Keeping that momentum going is critical. That's, yeah. I think that's, that's a key. I know that, Consistency is one of the one of our biggest keys that that we think to the business is consistency. I suppose you guys probably have some some more of those yourself. Some keys that you think are very important overall. Yeah, I mean, cons- consistency is huge, and within that, so you talked about having a checklist. 
you know, one of the things that we want them to do is to get as quickly as possible to sending in a shipment regularly. Mm-hmm. If you can yes. Then that's a pretty good pattern. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you're going to have a whole list of things you have to accomplish in that week. Mm-hmm. And so just make sure that you have that you make that happen. You just knock those things off your list every week mm-hmm. so that it ends with sending in a shipment. And that's what's going to make that that business grow. And so it's things like you have to do scouting every week. You have to do addressing account issues every week. You have to address customer service every week. You have to prep items every week. You have to box them. You have to get them shipped. So there's things that you have to make sure that you're doing. And another thing that I encourage clients to do is one of the first things I talk to them about is what is your goal? And we talk about that in a variety of ways, but one of them is going to be monetary. Mm -hmm. And so I have them work out for themselves. Larry created a spreadsheet that they can plug numbers into until they really like what they see. And then that lays out what is your goal then each week and each month, you know, to achieve the goal at the end of the year. And I encourage them to print that out and post it where they can see it. Mm -hmm. Because if you can see you know, I need to spend at the beginning maybe five hundred or a thousand dollars in a week, and I I've been doing my sourcing here at the computer, and I spent eight hundred dollars. But man, I'm really tired. But I look over at that sheet, and I only have to spend two hundred more to meet my goal this week. I think I can keep at it until I can find two hundred more. And so, at you know, putting things in place that will encourage you to keep going even through the tired times and the interrupted times and all that, because we all have that, that will help you keep going even through that can be the difference to you getting momentum or losing momentum. And so, and as we just discussed, momentum is huge. And Mm -hmm. if you can get it going, it will help to carry you forward the way that you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the big keys to what, what you just said there is that those spending goals So people always think about the sales goals, which obviously is important. And that's what people people post on the Facebook page. And, and, you know, Jim is really good about coming in saying, what's your margin? (laughs) Because he wants to make that point about, you know, it's, it's not all about the big number. It's about the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you need to spend, and of course you need to spend wisely, but we, it's just so important. That's, I think that's one of the big keys that sometimes people don't get is, is that the spending is what drives everything mm-hmm. else. That's what starts that engine. And you've got to find those good items to whether the replens or even one-off type things, but you've got to do the work, find those items, spend that money, get that thing sent in, and then and then keep repeating that while you're waiting for that to get checked in and then sold. And then you'll start seeing the big numbers. Right. And then that turns into the next. So you take that profit and you put it into the next thing and it turns and that's why you're sending in bigger and bigger shipments all the time because you've got more and more to invest to buy product with. And I mean, the size shipments that we're sending in now, I don't think I ever even fathomed that we'd ever get to that size, you know, way back. So we did it very slow. Very (laughs) slow. We are the poster children for slow and steady. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got the, I I don't get it. Uh, The the king king of, king of, I don't get it. <laughs> and the king and queen of slow but steady. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, everybody knows, I think, that Brian was doing the business. And then I decided that 
I was going to do it with him, you know, after he started making some money, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you figure this out and then, and then I'll come help. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that initially that he taught me was we have to have a shipment go in every week. We have to control the things that we can control. Mm-hmm. We can control how much we spend. We can control how often we ship it in. We control how many items we ship in. That's what we can control. And every one of those things, all of the other things, the sales will take care of themselves if you do what you can control. Mm-hmm. He was well, right. Well, don't, and that, don't tell him I said so. Yeah, well, <laughs> that came from my coach. I mean, that's what my coach was telling me. And so I was like, okay, well, this is what we have to do. And that's, I started seeing some success uh, that way from myself. And so I was just passing it on. And really, that's what I, we, we were taught these things by somebody else, right? Right. And that's really all we do as coaches is, is share what was taught to us, mm-hmm. what we've learned. Yeah. And and that's another great point. Another thing that we see from our successful students is that they are very good learners. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, sometimes people like there was a time, it, matter of fact, it was Kate Chaddock, just to show mm-hmm. you that like the high level of teaching this was. And, and I was going to one of her sessions, I think it was at a proven conference mm-hmm. or a legend conference. I think it's not. Yeah. And she was just like, Larry, why are you coming to my session? And I'm like, and so this was kind of early on. She wasn't quite as famous as she is now, but I just said, because I'm going to learn a lot from you. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> and I will learn a lot from actually our students all mm. the time. <laughs> oh, I, I learned all, we're always sharing things that we learned from our clients yeah. that day. Yeah. We, and so we never so think you've got this, never think you've got this, this thing figured out. I mean, you got to stay humble and you got to, I mean, Amazon will humble us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, we're, we're constantly learning. We're kind of conference junkies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We go to conferences all the time. And it's great. Because Amazon is changing all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be successful, you have to be comfortable with learning new things all the time. And yeah. I get exhausted with it sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to learn this new way of doing this shipment. Come on. You know? I know. Um, uh, whatever I know. Can we change but it one more time? Have, yeah, you have to be able to, to do that in order to be successful. You know, we've got students that sell on other platforms too, but you know, mostly our coaching is focused on Amazon. And you just, if you're going to do that, you have to deal with Amazon's rules and and rule changes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which can yeah. Be a little frustrating, but yeah, the goalposts can move. And and we've talked before about how it seems like every year there's something that comes up that we need to readjust for. Yeah. And I don't see that slowing down. It's just the, the maturation of the marketplace whether that's on Amazon or, or any other platform for that matter. But yeah, the learning is it. If you, if you are set in your ways, you're only going to do it one way, you probably aren't going to last that long. But if you come in with that mindset that you're willing to adapt, humble yourself, learn what it is, and be, be ready to pivot all the time, then yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have really enjoyed getting to spend some time with you uh, both today. Is there any other things? I we, I really just threw out a very vague topic and we're like, hey, let's talk about this. Um, but is there anything else that we didn't cover that you might like to share? Well, we've had, we're thrilled that you invited us to do this. Yes, and this you. has been really a joy. We don't often get to spend time just with you guys like this. Right. So this is a lot of fun. Yeah. We absolutely do that. So, so yeah, I, I just, you know, we t- kind of touched on this a little bit earlier on, but just the successful students go in with kind of more realistic expectations of what this is going to take to be successful. 
<laughs> than some that we they're either unsuccessful or we just have to work with them to get them over to to managing their expectations. So I think as sellers, you know, coming into this, just realizing that it is going to be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's fun work. I mean, I, sometimes we have people ask us, how many hours do you work? And I'm like, I have no idea (laughs) because there's times I'll be like repricing at midnight and soon like, are you working? And I'm just like, Oh, I guess I am. <laughs> You're kind of having fun because I'm going to start seeing some sales on this. But so expect this to be hard work. Hopefully, it will be fun for you as well. Mm-hmm. But just realize that you know, slow and steady is really the proper way to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other things that we've talked about before about you know what drives sales and such. But yeah, and and I think also I think it's two types of expectations, the expectation of what it's going to take to get there, but also the high expectation of we're going to be successful. You know, you want to have that expectation as well, because if you don't have that, you're not working towards anything and you start doing this because you don't know where you're going. If you know where you're going, you can go straight there. But yeah, yeah, so I think think it's it's really important to have both expectations that yes, we're going to be successful and it's going to take some good educated work so. and we're going to persevere yes that's yes. right persevere yeah and yeah. we also like to celebrate everything celebrate the first asin that you found a test we're going to celebrate the first shipment that you sent in and we're definitely yeah. going to celebrate your first sale we're going to celebrate and we yeah. do in our own business we celebrate every little thing because that makes life fun yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, have fun with it. That's, <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of fun, this is a ton of fun. It's a ton I'm of really fun. looking forward to seeing you both at the conference this yes. year. I do. We we passed each other uh, a few times last year, and we were in the same room a few times. But uh, really looking forward to seeing you and uh, spending some time with you in Columbus. Yes. That's right. right. Yeah. That's really fun. excited about that. It'll be fun. Anything else you'd like to add, Robin? Before we wrap this up. No, I think I think that Larry and Sue have really given us some good tips, and we mm-hmm. really appreciate you guys just having a chat with us and and sharing some of your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so much appreciate this. It's been our pleasure, and we look forward to doing it again soon. Yes, oh, yeah. we we Anytime. so appreciate it. Yeah, and I think that this mm-hmm. what you guys are doing this is a great thing for the community to see. You know what are the what you know given that kind of little behind the scenes look yeah. or what have you at coaching and, and yeah. what's possible with yes. it. So I love this. I'm, well, I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank we you so much. You inspire us yes. all the time. And Always. so we, like I said, look forward to having you back on at some point soon as well. All right, Brian, what cures that? Uh, what cures that? Uh, more ASINs? More ASINs. Go wider? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks so much. Thank right, you. Take care. Right. Take care. Hey, before I let you go, one last shout out to today's sponsor. Of course, that was the eBay for Business podcast. You can find them on your favorite podcast listening app, or we've got a couple links for you in the show notes to check out the interviews with executives from eBay corporate headquarters, successful sellers, all the tips and strategies that go into building a successful eBay business. You'll hear it all on the eBay for Business podcast. Thanks for the sponsorship, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.